This Week in Agriculture, a production of the Red River Farm Network. With a look at markets, I'm Randy Conan. The Supreme Court ruling favoring oil refiners seeking waivers from the renewable fuel standard expected to have a big impact on demand for corn and soybean oil. Martinson Ag Risk Management President Randy Martinson says that decision will impact demand for ag commodities. Well, that's kind of what they're thinking is that it could slow down the, the demand on the biofuel side, which will slow down ethanol demand and slow down uh, you know, the biofuel or the uh, the oil demand for uh, biofuel, uh, so the biodiesel. So that is that's kind of what's hitting the market. But I think in the end, you know, we're still not. We're still going to see the demand. I mean, you look at clean energy, the ethanol is still something we're going to have to use. Global Commodity Analytics and Consulting President Mike Zuzlo said the combination of weather and that Supreme Court ruling had traders throwing in the towel this week. Soybean oil especially, you know, down over 5%, almost 5.5%, you know, getting close to the limit down level. Uh, this is really an issue for the trade. And I think it couldn't have been at a worse time when it comes to much-needed rains in parts of Illinois and Indiana and uh, even some in the Northern Plains areas, not nearly enough, but at least there is uh, rain on the radar screens uh, going into the weekend trade. Basis levels remain strong for corn and soybeans across the Northern Plains. Van On and Company market analyst Christy Van On tells farmers to be mindful of what month that basis is being based on. That's one thing to really note when you look at those basis levels when you're deciding that if you have old crop on hand is what month they are going after. And, and you don't blame an elevator or an ethanol plant for shifting up that risk because we learned from the May to July contract, a lot of people got caught squeezed there in that contract and we're dealing with that now. And so some basis levels look extremely attractive, but we just need to know what they're going off of. And, and related back to the cash price, you know, where is the cash price? A survey of market analysts by the Wall Street Journal expects corn supplies to be roughly 4.2 billion bushels as of June 1st. That's down from 5 billion bushels a year ago. Soybean stocks expected to be 795 million bushels, down from 1.4 billion last year. Wheat stocks at the end of the quarter are expected to be at 500, or excuse me, 858 million bushels, down from 1.03 billion a year ago. USDA will be releasing the quarterly stocks report along with the planted acreage report at 11 o'clock central time on Wednesday. Comstock Investments market analyst Joe Camp says traders will be very cautious ahead of those reports. Cautious by, say, farmers who are somewhat in, in many areas worried about what they might produce uh, worried about the upcoming weather turning hot and dry again, uh, but also some cautious on the part of speculative buyers. They've mostly been selling in terms of profit-taking. For the week, Minneapolis July wheat gained 60 cents. September was up 41 and three quarters. Chicago July wheat, though, down 25 and three quarter cents. Kansas City July wheat was down six and a quarter cents. July corn losing 18 and three quarter cents on the week. December corn was down 47 cents for the week. July soybeans down 66 and a quarter cents, and November soybeans were down 43 and a quarter cents on the week. 2,700 head of cattle sold at the Rugby Livestock Auction during this week's sale. Normally, that auction barn would have gone to sales every other week by this time of the year. Three- to six-year-old cow-calf pairs ranged from $1,500 to $1,750. Solid-mouth pairs selling for $1,400 to $1,660. 
Slaughtered cows weighing 13 to 1,800 pounds brought 67 to 79 dollars per hundredweight. And the next sale will take place on Monday with over 450 cow-calf pairs already consigned. That's a look at markets this week in agriculture. I'm Randy Conan. We've all been there, eyeing up that perfect piece of property. You can envision just how great it would be to own. And whether you want to farm it, graze it, hunt it, or build your dream house on it, Egg Country Farm Credit Services is here for you. Our financial options feature great rates and flexible terms. So the next time you're in the market for more land, contact the experts in every field at Egg Country Farm Credit Services. Be listening for the Sugar Beet Report every Thursday at 1250 on most of these Red River Farm Network stations. Each week, we'll talk with industry representatives, agronomists, and extension specialists and get the latest update on the Sugar Beet crop. The Sugar Beet Report, every Thursday at 1250 during Agriculture Today. The Sugar Beet Report, brought to you by Corteva AgriScience, Regev Fungicide from Summit Agro, Premium Ag Solutions, Cess Vanderhoff, H&S Manufacturing, and Inspire XT from Syngenta. This Week in News, I'm Kara Hart for the Red River Farm Network. Agriculture debt at commercial banks continues to decline in the first quarter and farm loan performance improved. A report from the Federal Reserve Bank of Kansas City found the number of real estate and production loans declined and farm debt dropped more than 5% from one year ago. While the outlook is positive for most commodities, the report said the drought and lack of profitability in the cattle market are concerns. A long-awaited conversation took place on Wednesday in the Senate Agriculture Committee hearing. That hearing came on the heels of a growing conversation about cattle markets across the country. The Senate Ag Committee addressed a wide range of issues, including price discovery and differing industry views on how to achieve it, market transparency and oversight, and the beef processing capacity. St. Ange, South Dakota rancher and vice president of the U.S. Cattlemen's Association, Justin Tupper, said this hearing is critical because there is a crisis in rural America. We as cattle producers understand and want the packer to make money, but since since 2015, corporate packers' gross margin has ballooned from an average of $100 to $200 a head to well over $1,000 a head. Packers have enjoyed unbelievable profits, harvesting around 120,000 head per day, while cattle producers go out of business and consumers pay double or even triple at the meat counter. On a 6-3 to three decision, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled in favor of oil refiners seeking waivers from the renewable fuel standard. The court ruled that providing waivers allowing small oil refineries to not have to blend the required levels of ethanol into gasoline did not exceed the EPA's authority. The ruling essentially allows the EPA to extend small refinery waivers to any refinery anytime, opening up the number of refineries eligible for the exemption. That decision stems from a May 2018 challenge brought against the EPA by an agriculture coalition. Renewable Fuels Association Senior Vice President of Government and Public Affairs Troy Bradenkamp says the Supreme Court only considered one of a three-part decision from the Tenth Circuit Court of Appeals case. The part they took up was to define what extension meant. So really that is where where this decision lies is is that there is now uh, in their mind the extension component to the RFS and a small refinery exemption can happen at any time. I think it's important though to point out that the other two components to the Tenth Circuit 
decision, which were not challenged, uh, which stand today, are very important and frankly very positive for the biofuel sector. The Biden administration's EPA will now have to apply new standards when assessing the 70 pending small refinery exemptions. The Minnesota legislature has until the end of the month to finalize the budget. The ag and transportation bills have passed both chambers, are awaiting Governor Walz's signature. The Senate passed the environment bill on Tuesday night and the House took it up on Friday. Ag lobbyist Bruce Clavin says many of the policy provisions in the environment bill were dropped. Primarily California cars. You know, the ag groups are concerned about that, both with the long-term effect on diesel and the reduction in the use of biofuels if that rule goes through. Governor Waltz didn't think it was important enough to involve them, and he wants to do it through rulemaking. So they ended up dropping that. Federal Reserve Board Chair Jerome Powell is seeing significant uncertainty as the country reopens from COVID, but he does not expect inflation to reach levels seen in the 1970s. In a hearing for a House subcommittee, Powell emphasized the Fed will take steps to keep inflation under control. The central bank will continue buying bonds at the current pace until the economy may substantial progress. The value of good cropland across the northern plains is up 10 to 15 percent from one year ago. Farmers National Company area sales manager Brian Moore says the sale prices are approaching all-time highs. Prices for ranch and pasture land is up, but not at the level seen with crop ground. The inventory of farms available for sale is at a low point. The White House and a bipartisan group of senators reached an agreement on an infrastructure solution this week. The $1.2 trillion deal is less than the $2.3 trillion plan that President President Biden initially proposed. That's a look at this weekend news. I'm Kara Hart for the Red River Farm Network. A lot of companies talk about being local, but what does that really mean? This is Shane with Irie Insurance, and for us, it means we grow up with you from your first car to the moment you take over the family farm or business. We go to all the same sporting events. We are there the first time your basement floods. At Irie Insurance, we are local, and rest assured when you trust us with your home, farm, auto, and crop insurance, you know that you are being taken care of by a local neighbor that cares. Check us out on the web at irieinsurance.com to find a location and a local agent near you. The Red River Farm Network is celebrating 25 years of reporting agriculture's business. Reporting from Long Beach, California for the Red River Farm Network, I'm Randy Conan. Reporting agriculture's business from Washington, D.C., I'm Kara Hart for the Red River Farm Network. Reporting from Cobble, Don Wick on the Red River Farm Network. From the Cattle Industry Convention in San Antonio, Texas, I'm Megan Overby on the Red River Farm Network. When news happens that's important to your farm and your bottom line, the first choice is the Red River Farm Network. With a look at weather this week in agriculture, I'm Megan Overby on the Red River Farm Network. The first day of summer in the Northern Plains was rainy for many farmers and ranchers, but those rains will not be enough to change bottom line dryness across the region. World Weather Incorporated Senior Agricultural Meteorologist Drew Lerner says is not anticipating any major rain events in July and August for the region, but he is expecting a ridge of high pressure to be present in much of the summer in the front range area of the Rocky Mountains. Here's why that matters. We were hoping that maybe there would be some reason for the ridge to shift a little bit farther to the east and open up the opportunity for some rain to occur on the back side of the ridge 
but at the moment there's not a lot of support for moving the ridge very substantially so in the best or worst case scenario i suppose uh, the ridge axis might run from west texas into uh, the western part of north dakota and up into saskatchewan but that would not be any help any more helpful to us because of the fact that we'd be more under the ridge rather than in front of it, at least being in front of the ridge, we would have some once-in-a-while cooler air masses sneaking through. According to the latest drought monitor, nearly 90% of the spring wheat crop is in drought. 41% of corn and 36% of soybeans nationwide are also dealing with extremely dry conditions. Nearly 40% of the cattle herd is in a drought situation. And growing conditions have been hot and dry this season, which is causing concern in the wheat crop. University of Minnesota Extension small grain specialist Joachim Wiersma says the main concern during the reproductive phase is water usage by the spring wheat. The water usage goes up almost exponentially as you get into grain fill, as plants get bigger. Uh, wheat at the five-leaf stage, for instance, only uses a maybe, even at 90-degree airtime temperatures, probably only about 15 hundredths of uh, precip per day. Uh, by the time you get to grain fill, that nearly doubles under these temperatures. So we need rain. So keep your fingers and toes all crossed. That would be the greatest thing we can get. This hot and dry weather has left its mark on the spring wheat crop in the Oneida, South Dakota area. Here's Hawaii Grain Cooperation General Manager Tim Lukens. Spring wheat, you know, some getting them zeroed out, which but I don't blame them there, but I'll say 5 to 25 max. You know, it's going to be slim pickings. I talked to a guy last week, and he was going to start calling the insurance guys, um, a guy West River. In Dewey County, he had insurance. He called his insurance guy last week, and he had his fields released. The early weaning of calves is one management decision that can help reduce pressure on native pastures and extend forage supplies for cows. That's why NDSU Extension Beef Specialist Zach Carlson says this is one option cattle producers can consider with the ongoing drought conditions. So early weaning is a great tool in order to manage the body condition, particularly when we're talking about those first calf heifers, and, and those uh, females still have growth requirements associated. But also, the, on the other side of it, we have uh, the opportunity to reduce our grazing pressure by early weaning. And that's been a look at weather this week in agriculture on the Red River Farm Network. Reporting agriculture's business, I'm Megan Overby. To produce higher yields and greater value at harvest, timing is everything. Full Scale from Helena helps soybeans reach their full potential with breakthrough foliar nutrition and reproduction. Full Scale delivers beneficial plant extracts and micronutrients with the added efficiency of ENC formulation technology. It gives your soybeans every opportunity to grow strong returns this season. Contact your local ag retailer or Helena representative to learn more about Full Scale. Always read and follow label instructions and check registration status before use. Serving farmers from Foston, Monoman, Ada, Crookston, and Thief River Falls to Jamestown, Langdon, Devils Lake, Castleton, Mayville, and Grafton. This is the Red River Farm Network. 
Agriculture is big business, and we cover it that way with markets, market analysis, crop progress reports, USDA reports, farm policy, and trade issues. If it affects your bottom line, you'll hear about it on the Red River Farm Network. Go online or on your smartphone to rrfn.com. You can click on news, podcasts, radio stations, and more.